Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Blogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. So are you ready to talk about beating blogging overwhelm this week? Because I know I am. This topic comes up a lot and I know why. (laughs) It's like probably the main reason that people give up on blogging or back down on blogging or turn blogging from a business back into a hobby. Like there's so many reasons and it's because blogging can be extremely overwhelming. Not just because there's so much to learn, but because it's time consuming. And if you're a person who works a full-time job or you're a person who, you know, is a full-time caretaker for kids or parents or whatever, you know, even getting time to blog can be hard. And when you do have time to blog, you don't even know what to do. So I want to get really real about this today because people are always like, Kim, I don't know how you do it. You have twins, you have this, you have that. And you know, I am going to be completely transparent in this episode with you today about how I do what I do. (laughs) And you may not like it and you may like it. It's really up to you. So let's dig in. Um, Before I really do true confessions of Kim Anderson here, I want to talk about what I feel like um, is the process that most bloggers need to go through to beat overwhelm. And this is what I've had to figure out on my own. Number one is that there is no such thing as balance. Like, I don't believe in balance. I used to think, oh, I can get all this to work out. You can't. It's trades. Like, you're making intentional trades. So the very first thing that you have to do to beat blogging overwhelm is to sit down with a piece of paper and decide what trades you're going to make in life to make blogging work. And that's hard for some of you guys who are more... um, you know, type A personalities, like you're very detail oriented, you are very production oriented, result oriented, that sort of thing. The free spirits of the group, you're like, yes, give me a pen and let me go free here. (laughs) But to be honest with you, like you're going to have to make some decisions about the things you're going to trade in life to make this happen. Because you only have 24 hours. Like you literally only have 24 hours and you have to choose how you spend those 24 hours. And the truth about how you spend that 24 hours is going to come down to what you value. And everybody values things very differently. This was a really big lesson that I learned um, last summer because you may or may not know last summer, my husband and I basically decided it was time to make a pretty huge life change and we very quickly put our house up for sale, very quickly moved to North Carolina, bought a piece of property to renovate this house uh, across the street from my mom and my dad. And that whole summer, we basically lived at my parents' house. Me and my husband pretty much lived in the basement and my kids lived upstairs in the guest rooms and stuff. And so being in that environment just reminded me of how we all value things very differently. My parents have very different values um, about like, you know, what they spend their time doing, what is important to them. I mean, to my parents, like routine is very, very important. 
And my mom has a really strong value for like extremely clean homes. So, you know, us bringing our twin toddlers and my six-year-old into her house, like really disrupted her clean (laughs) vibe. You know what I mean? And so I know that kind of stuff threw them off. Um, And that's why like, it's important for you to recognize what you value and what trades you're willing to make because you have to look at your family situation. I mean, you'll hear people say things like, well, you know, you just have to leave a messy kitchen and just ignore it. But that may not be what you value. If a messy kitchen really jacks up your family environment, like, you know, your husband's irritated or aggravated because the kitchen's always filthy or something like that. I mean, I I'm trying to be realistic, guys. Like, Everybody has different relationships and it doesn't mean that it's necessarily right or wrong, but I get it. Like some of you guys just, you know, maybe your main role right now is that you're the stay at home wife and really your job, your day job is to keep the house organized and clean, make sure the kids get where they're supposed to be and all that kind of stuff. And if that's your job, there's a lot of guilt that comes with that if that isn't happening. Um, And so that's why I'm asking you guys, Whatever your situation is, I need you to decide on what trades matter, okay? So if you're working, if you're a full-time working person or a part-time working person, when you go sit down with your pad of paper, you need to decide what trades you're going to make during the day at work, okay? Are you going to get up in the morning earlier? For most people, that's probably a no. There's no way I would get up earlier in the morning. I just, I'm not a morning person and I have tried those like miracle morning books and stuff. And I just end up being like a mega beast who needs more coffee. Okay. And that's just true confessions of Kim Anderson. So, but if you can do that, that's awesome. Put that down as your trait. You are going to trade sleeping in in the morning (laughs) for blogging. Okay. But maybe that's not you. And maybe if you're a full-time working person, your first trait is that instead of going out to lunch with your coworkers or instead of going and taking a nap, or whatever it is that you do during the day, that you are going to leave your office with your laptop and either sit in the parking lot, sit at a picnic table outside, or you're going to go to the local coffee shop um, by your work and you're going to blog for an hour. I mean, wouldn't that be fun to do? Like, if you have an hour off of work, if you could run down to a local coffee shop and blog for like 40 minutes and, and drink a sip of coffee or get a tea or something. I mean, that's something that I would look forward to being able to do if I worked a full-time job and blogging was my like side hustle. Um, and then, you know, if you're a parent who stays at home or just a woman who stays at home or a man who stays at home, think about during the day, what are the most important tasks that you need to be getting done around your house, um, or with your homeschool kids? Like what is the things that you need to do no matter what? Like they matter, they need to be done. And if they're not done, it's noticed or it's a problem. Okay. Write down those things because a lot of us, one of our bigger issues is, we try to be super women, super men, super people and get everything done that we possibly can. So like six or seven years ago, I was a stay at home wife before I was a stay at home mom. And I can remember that I would get these like kicks like, okay, I'm going to clean the baseboards. I'm going to clean the windows. I'm going to do all this stuff. Right. And then I wouldn't have time to tackle things like the dishes or the countertops or the trash or something like that or the bathroom. Right. And my husband would come home and be like, you know, what, what did, you know, what tasks did you get checked off your list today? And I'm like, what do you mean? What tasks did I, I cleaned the whole freaking house. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's like, I learned some important lessons from those situations. And some of you may be able to understand what I'm talking about, but it, it comes down to, I started deciding to do only the chores that really mattered, like the chores that people noticed, right? Because I mean, even if I have, if I've got clean baseboards, 
and I've got clean mirrors, but you can't see the bottom of my kitchen sink because there's so many dishes in there, then I've made the wrong trade in my life. And that's what we value. My husband really values and feels better, and I do too, you know, in a kitchen that's clean. So when that was my job, my day job was to kind of keep our house in order and keep the dishes clean and stuff. When that wasn't done, it was sort of like, you know, are you watching like soap operas all day? And it's like, heck no, man, I've been like cleaning the baseboards, you know, but that wasn't the right trade. So what I'm trying to say to you today is no matter what your role is or what your job is, whether you're working full time or you're a homeschool mom, just make sure the trades that you're making are the right trades and that they make the biggest impact or biggest difference in your life. Because if you've only got 24 hours, you can't do everything. And if you want to be able to have like an environment that feels comfortable and feels clean, even if you do work and you have to do all that stuff on the weekend, just choosing, you know, what is the most important things for me to get done? For my family, I notice that the things that matter the most is a clean kitchen. Like that makes everybody feel happier um, around our house because that's one of the most common areas that we live in. Having the clothes washed, right? Because it's really frustrating when you go to get underwear and there's no clean underwear (laughs) or if you're going to try to go get dressed for the day and there's no like my husband like he works like um a really dirty like you know because he's a maker and so he's always woodworking or you know chopping or I don't even know the guy just really destroys clothes and so if he doesn't have you know work jeans to wear then he he has to like slow down his ability to get started and to get ready to go and so the trades that you're considering what I want you to think about are what projects and tasks do you need to do around your house and around your home to keep the peace to make people feel happy, you know what I mean? Like to to keep your environment nice and comfortable for everybody and to like minimize conflict. And if you can tackle those every single week, you're going to be a lot better off than if you're feeling guilty because you can't clean all the mirrors and you can't clean the floors and you can't clean the baseboards and you can't clean all this stuff that nobody even notices anyway, right? I mean, there's a time and place to do all that deep cleaning stuff, maybe twice, three times a year or something. But if you start putting unrealistic expectations on yourself for cleaning, you're doing the same thing you're doing when you put unrealistic expectations on yourself about blogging. So for starters, this first point is really about going somewhere and deciding for your family, what are the trades you're willing to make, right? And when I say that, really, it comes down to you prioritizing what tasks need to be done in your life that matter the most to your family's overall happiness and well-being. And just write those things down. And if if you did them and nobody would really notice, don't even write them down. You know what I mean? Like, they're not that important. So this is just something to consider. And everybody, what everybody values will be different. I mean, maybe for you, having the baseboards clean every week is part of your ability to function. And if that's the case, clean those baseboards, just clean them, go for it, write that down on your list. I just am trying to give you examples. Okay, so once you've decided on the trade that you're willing to make, right, basically setting up your priorities, saying to yourself, what is most important and what things can I just leave alone? I feel like it's really, really important for you to create a routine for yourself and within your routine, make room for blogging. Okay, so now that you have gone and sat down and you have decided on what trades are most important, what things you're going to focus on, now it's time to just take all that information that you got and basically create a weekly routine around that. Okay, so what are you going to tackle on Mondays? What are you going to tackle on Tuesdays? What are you going to tackle on Wednesdays? So every day of the week, you should have a plan for one of those things that's on your list that you've decided as a priority to be tackled. Okay. 
And if every day you have a half hour, an hour to blog, block that in. Okay. And for me, that when I was a stay at home mom and I was just getting into blogging, blogging was something that I did between 10 o'clock at night and midnight. That was the only hours that I had available to blog. Just those like two hours every night. And maybe during nap time when I was a stay at home mom. But for you guys who work all the time, you've got to figure out like, what are you going to do on your lunch hour? What are you going to do in the mornings? What are you going to do in the afternoons? What could you do on your drive home that would help you grow? You know, and maybe that is on your drive home, you're recording ideas or you're recording blog posts or something like really just evaluating how do you squeeze the most out of every minute that you have without feeling overwhelmed? Because blogging doesn't have to be overwhelming. Part of the reason why people feel overwhelmed in blogging is because I feel like they haven't built it into their daily routine in some way. They haven't made it a priority. It's just a, if this gets done, it'll get done. And if you make blogging a, if it gets done, it'll get done thing, it's never going to get done. It's just not because there will always be something more urgent to do. Part of the problem too, for some of you guys is that you're not building in a blogging retreat for yourself during the week. You are not taking yourself out of the house to work. Now, some of you guys can sit in your house in an office and work all day. And some of you guys, if you're at home, every five seconds, you're going to be like eyeballing that pile of laundry and you're going to stop blogging and you're going to go over and you're going to manage it. And if you're feeling overwhelmed about blogging, it may be because you're not pulling yourself out of your house and going somewhere else, the library, the coffee shop, uh, anywhere that would have Wi-Fi that would be available to you. Maybe even just your back porch. If you've got a screen in back porch where you can't see the rest of your house, <laughs> maybe it's time to go out there and hang out and write um, or do whatever you need to do to get things done. Um, but there's just really important ways that you can strategically choose blogging and to strategically make blogging a trade in your life because that is what it comes down to, friend. It's a trade. Blogging is going to take the place of something else. Normally, for me, blogging took the place of TV time because I love TV and I love vegging out on Netflix and binging on series, just like everybody else out there probably enjoys doing that every once in a while. But that's easy, and blogging's not. Blogging challenges us. It makes us think. It makes us learn. It makes us put ourselves out there in a vulnerable place. And to sit down and write a blog post is harder than sitting down to watch TV. It's a trade, but it's a harder trade. So that's why I want to encourage you guys that if you'll create routines and you'll really stick with those routines, you can do a lot more in your life than you think you can. The other part of that is if you're married, those routines need to be kind of on the same page with your spouse. Like you need to discuss this routine with your spouse. So if you're at the coffee shop, you're writing down the trades, you're writing down the priorities that you have in your life that are most important. Um, and now you're about to create your routine for yourself every day. Uh, you need to get on the same page if you're married with your spouse about those routines so that there's no hiccups, right? Because just because you make this well-laid plan, if you are in a relationship with somebody and their life also, you know, revolves around your decisions as well, you need to make this routine and then you need to talk to them about it and make sure that they can get on board with what you're saying. I'm blessed in that my husband loves routines, that thrives on routines. 
So a few years ago, in the early days of blogging, my husband and I were on a very similar routine. He and I would wake up in the mornings, I would make coffee, make breakfast, send him off to work with his coffee and his um, lunch. And then, you know, I would begin my day cleaning up the house, doing all the priorities that I needed to do. And then when my son would take a nap, I would blog. And when he would wake up, we would play and do some things. And then when he would take his afternoon nap, I would blog. And then, you know, it's been around three o'clock, I'd start making dinner um, for everything to be ready by the time my husband got home from work. And when he got home from work, we would eat dinner, load up in the car, go to the YMCA, drop our child off at, drop our son off at, um, the child care center. And he and I would go exercise for like half an hour to an hour, uh, get back in the car, go home, do the nighttime routine with our son. We're give him a bath, get him in the bed. My husband would read to him, tuck him in. And then that was when the time was free. And we as a couple had to decide, you know, like what are our priorities going to be? So typically speaking, I would just go in my office and start to work and my husband would go downstairs to the basement um, and to the garage to work on his projects that he was doing, whether it was a woodworking project or whatever. And so for me, I am really blessed in that my husband is very hobby oriented and he likes to make things. And so for him to be able to go into the garage and unwind at night, I don't go hang out with him in the garage and do like woodworking and stuff. I could go and we could go our separate ways essentially um, every evening. And then we would have a stopping point around 10 o'clock where we said, okay, we're done with our hobby stuff at 10. And now we have to regroup, come together, you know, and we would spend an hour in the evenings, you know, watching TV. And then we would go to our, go to bed at our like normal bedtime or whatever. And then we could have the morning and do the same thing. And that's why like really nailing down these routines. If you work full time, it's even more important for you and understanding what Saturday and Sunday look like for you and your spouse. Uh, because you know, you may not see your spouse if you're married that much on the week, um, on the weekdays because of work and stuff like that. And so it's just a good idea to make sure that whatever routine you create in this process that you run through it with your husband. And this has got kind of a two part thing. The first part is that it really gets you and your spouse on the same page so that you agree that this is what you guys value equally, like that you equally value this or that you both can respect what each other values, if that makes sense. So if you approach your husband and say, hey, from seven to 8.30 every night, I need a blog. Um, you know, and then he knows then that there is a space in the day that's been planned that you're gonna blog. So what this essentially comes down to is communication. If you're single, we don't have to worry about any of this stuff, but I just wanted to make sure because being a married person and being a blogger and being a person who, you know, grew this blog from scratch in the margins of my life. Um, I understand what the struggles are. And these are some of the ways that I was able to overcome that because I had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with my spouse and said, Hey, this is really important to me. Like this fills me up. It helps me decompress. It helps me be less stressed. It helps me find, my meaning and my joy. And for me to be able to have time to do this means that you're going to have a happy wife, which equals happy, happy life, right? Isn't that the, the phrase happy wife, happy life. <laughs> so that's really important is getting on the same page with your spouse. Once you develop that routine and make sure that, you know, that they don't, you know, ask them to give you input. Is there anything from the, from the routine they feel like is missing? And then lastly, if you can decide on what trades are important, you know, you can live with those trades and you've created some sort of routine out of what is the most important things for you to get done on a weekly basis. 
Um, even just by getting those things done, blogging can be a reward, right? Like you do the things on your list you need to do as quickly as you can, and then you get to blog or whatever. I'm all about rewards. But these strategic decisions, when you decide on specific trades you're going to make, you decide what you value, you decide what's the most important tasks you're going to accomplish around your home to keep the peace. Um, and you create specific routines that everybody in your family is on board with that really help create a well-rounded lifestyle where, you know, like for us, like I was cleaning when I set my routine up. Um, you know, I was helping my husband get off to work with a lunch and having him have a successful day. And then when we got back, you know, we would go and exercise together. And so I really loved that routine because it felt like I felt in control. I felt like I had time to blog, time to clean, time to exercise and time to do work. And that's what you're looking for. It's not balance. It's just strategic trades. And once you do these two things, deciding on the trades, getting them all together, creating those routines, you get momentum. And that's why if you are feeling extremely overwhelmed by blogging, it's probably because your schedule is just all over the place and you don't have well-defined routines in your life. And if you do, you haven't figured out how to fit blogging into that routine to make space for blogging in that routine, to trade something for blogging, because that is what it comes down to. So ask yourself right now, is it worth it to trade an hour of TV in the evenings for blogging? Is it worth it to trade an hour of sleep in the morning for blogging? Is it worth it to trade lunch with your coworkers for blogging? And I look back over my past and there were a lot of trades that I made. Um, a lot of people say, hey, Kim, I just don't understand how you do it. You know, how did you do this? How did you make this work? And that's the truth. Five years ago when I started blogging, I was actually writing curriculum in the margins of my life. Like I had a side hustle and that side hustle of writing curriculum, which is sort of like freelance writing, right? That was what paid for all my blogging stuff. That was what let me have money to put back into blogging uh, for myself. And that was really a bigger trade than anything else. Like blogging, I did at night. Like I did that during the day when my child was sleeping. And then at night I'd work on my blog until I finally decided, you know what, I'm ditching this freelancing stuff and I'm just gonna, um, work on the blog all the time because this is what I really love to do. This is what I really enjoy. And so I traded my freelancing work for blogging and I'm watching in my group, um, just keep, blogging group, you know, there's all these people who, who figured out that their side hustle, whatever that is, which isn't blogging, isn't necessarily working out. And it's so time intensive. And all they want to do even during that side hustle is blog and they ditch it like they move on to blogging, because they have the financial flexibility to be able to do that. And not everybody does. But in those early days, like, I had to blog in the margins of my life. And usually that meant that I worked on it at night after my kids went to bed. That was really the only time that I had for blogging. And it was good enough. Um, you don't need to blog full time to become a successful blogger, guys. You really don't. It's just taking the right steps and putting your head down and doing the right things and not getting distracted. And that's the hardest part. The hardest part is the curse of knowledge, guys. It's knowing too much. It's knowing what's out there and not being able to go out and do it all because you don't have to. 
blogging and creating a successful website really comes down to really some really basic things, content creation, growing an email list and growing traffic. I mean, in the, in the early days, that's really all that matters. And all the other stuff is just strategies you use to make all that stuff happen. So if you're getting overwhelmed with blogging, just know that many successful women that have come before you have made successful blogs on the margins of their life. You don't have to dedicate full-time hours to make blogging work. You don't have to quit your day job and focus on blogging full-time and like burn through your savings to make blogging work. It's just a focus thing. It's just a strategic thing. And it's really eliminating the distractions and focusing on what is most important. The beautiful thing about when I started was there was very little knowledge um, when I started five years ago about blogging. Like it was sort of just on the cusp of becoming a popular thing. And I didn't really have the curse of knowledge. I just knew what I needed to do to grow it. I knew what steps to follow. So I did them. And then it all worked out day by day, hour by hour, because it didn't stop. I didn't give up. I kept pursuing it until I reached my goal. And that's the hardest part is just staying the course and trusting that the time, the effort and the energy that you're putting into it and the application that you're doing of the theories and the um, courses that you're taking, like implementing them fully, like all that stuff matters in your momentum. The truth is, you know, people say to me, Kim, I don't really know, like, how do you do all this stuff? Like, how do you make it work? And at this point in my journey, I blog full time. But before now, I didn't. The funny part of it is I didn't really start blogging very much. Like I didn't blog more than part time until my husband quit his job in January of 2017. Up until that point, um, my son was in daycare like three half days or four half days a week or something like that. So I basically just got, you know, 20 hours a week, maybe to blog most weeks. Um, The year before that, he was in daycare three half days. And the year before that, two half days. So, you know, even in my early days, I was a stay at home mom and my son would go to half day daycare two days a week. And then when he got to be three, we bumped him up to three half days a week and that sort of thing. And so, you know, um, I just looked for help in anywhere that I could get it. And for some of you guys who feel overwhelmed, you know, one of the trades that you may have to make is literally trading childcare, like saying to a friend, if you'll take my kids for two hours, I'll take your kids for two hours on Thursday, like actual trades. Um, And you know, like you may need to start, you know, going to the gym and working out in the middle of the day with your kids dropping your kids in childcare, working out for half an hour and then sitting down at a table at the gym for half an hour and blogging. <laughs> There's all kinds of ways that you can make blogging work. I used to take my son to the park, take my computer. You know, I'd look for a park that had kind of like a fenced in area around it so I could kind of keep him contained. <laughs> There's all kinds of things. I mean, we're moms, a lot of us, and we're resourceful. And it comes down to really figuring out how do you make this work? And how do you do it without feeling tons of guilt and tons of frustration and all that kind of stuff? And I used to feel guilty over stuff that didn't even matter. Some of us put guilt on ourselves when it doesn't need to be there. You're feeling guilty because you didn't get this done or this done or this done. But in the grand scheme of life, it doesn't really matter. 
Like, it just doesn't matter. It's not the end of the world, okay? It's not the end of the world if your kid has to watch cartoons for half an hour so that you can finish up a blog post and hit publish. It's not the end of the world. I promise it's not the end of the world. It's all trades, my friend. So, if you are feeling constantly overwhelmed by blogging, understand that many, many successful blogging women that have come before you have started blogs and grown successful, profitable blogs in the margins of their life because they just kept doing the right next thing. They made trades. Sometimes they weren't perfect, but they made trades. And I want to encourage you guys to get strategic about this stuff. If you're feeling overwhelmed all the time and it makes you want to quit because you feel like you're dropping your duties or not doing what you need to do, get strategic about it. Don't treat it like it's a hobby. Treat it like it's a business. Create your routine that includes blogging because it is important to you. It brings you joy. It adds value to your life. And trade the crap in your life that just doesn't matter if it gets done because no one notices anyway. Free yourself from that. Take care of the business in your life that matters most to you, that you value most. If you value having picnics with your kids in the backyard on Tuesdays, do that. (laughs) And blog at night. Do whatever you need to do. But you only get 24 hours. You only get one life to live. So what are you going to do with today? What are you going to do with tomorrow? What are you going to do with the next day that moves you towards the success that you're looking for without you compromising everything you value to make it happen? It's doable. Just make those trades, friend. You have this. You can do this. If you will just keep going with the time you have available and you will focus, you can make your blogging goals a reality. But it's all on you, my friend, and it's time for you to get organized. Whatever you do this week, Decide on your trades, create your routines, and just keep blogging. 